0: You're listening to A.A. Smug, a podcast for creative writers. <laughs> do the unexpected. Andrea, are you going to do the unexpected? No. All right, well, let's get started anyway.
1: <laughs> well, see, you didn't expect me to say no now, did you? No, I I did. I knew you were going to say that. You what? Okay, well, I am also very predictable. Well,
0: yeah. Anyway, in this episode, we're going to talk about catching your readers off guard by doing the unexpected. We do warn you, however, we might have some spoilers in here because we're going to be talking about some instances in books and movies where uh, authors or writers were able to pull that off and that we found impressive. So if you don't want to spoil anything from the new Star Wars movies... Um, maybe some of the old ones, too, if you haven't seen those, or from The Hunger Games, then be warned. We'll try to give you a bit of proper warning because, you know, we don't need to not just listen to this beautiful, wonderful episode. But anyhow, with that out of the way, let's hear our word of the week
1: from Andrea. Thank you, April. The word of the week is a very fun word to say, and that is pasiliquent. Pasiliquent uttering few words or brief in speech. When I first met you, I thought you were quite posiloquent. But now you're not. You're the opposite.
0: <laughs> and I don't like you anymore.
1: <laughs> I think you're really weird. <laughs> posiloquent.
0: Like, I just want to say that word again and again. Oh, yeah, just P-siloquent. get
1: it out of your system.
0: I always have to. Pisciliquent. It reminds me of a down-stuffed pillow.
1: Kind of, yeah. P-siloquent. P-siloquent. Hmm. mm Hmm. This is
0: my pisciliquent pillow. It doesn't say much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would think so. <laughs> uh. So we'll start the right. game now.
0: All right. Begin.
1: Begin. So, we're going to start off with the plot twist topic by talking about theme parks. Bet you weren't expecting that, huh? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. mm -hmm. Theme Uh, parks. See what we did there? (laughs) Theme parks have curved pathways so that you can't see where you're going. This creates the illusion of a bigger park. So, in your book, you want to create curved pathways, so to speak, you will have to actually create real curved pathways right in that your characters are walking on a curved pathway, uh, so that you can surprise your reader. They don't know where this where you're going. You don't, they don't know where you're taking them, and they think maybe it's gonna it's gonna veer off to the left and they'll see something, but then it's going to take a drastic turn, and you're gonna be like, "Wow, I did not see that coming." Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> April it, made you it, could
0: take those sorry go ahead you you could take not just the paths but also think about being on a ride because when you're on the path you're like oh where will this go and you might kind of have an idea but you're not sure and oh it's over here but take that to the extreme of really intense plot twists where you're on a ride and you think that you're gonna you know run into this giant boulder and then whoosh turns and you're not so that you know theme parks
1: this is where we draw
0: all of our inspiration
1: Roller Coaster rides. well, you know, when you work at one, you just have to make do with it. You know, what you have, your materials that you have.
0: That's right. I, I don't work at one, but I've been to a few.
1: <laughs> I've been to a few.
0: Well, I now, mean, literally a few. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, now, you have to be careful about how you handle your plot twists, because some of them are so predictable and so cliche. Like, your your girl meets uh or your girl has a best male best friend and then she meets the the man of her dreams and falls in love and breaks up with him In plot twist she ends up with the best man the the, the best friend man uh that is not a plot twist that's called a cliche don't do that and 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 don't don't be predictable don't use predictable plot twists uh use those clichés to Uh, bait your readers into thinking that's where they're gonna go. Maybe you have the best friend and maybe you have the man of the dreams. But maybe there's a third option. I love that third option. I hate the love triangles because they are very cliche. Mm -hmm. Or like in, um, you could say in Twilight almost you, you had Jacob there and you kind of really didn't know who she was gonna go with and he was the best friend. And And Edward was the man of her dreams. And she ended up with... Spoiler alert! She ended up with Edward. So, you know, (laughs) it was like they they baited you. It wasn't too uh, shocking, though. Also, don't try to be so original that you're completely unrealistic or you leave your readers so confused. Like... You're writing this historical romance for, you know, 300 pages. And then suddenly in the last chapter, the uh, love of her life, who she hopes to end up with, is an alien and he takes her off to the planet. That is not a good plot twist. That is called confusion and probably uh, (laughs) the possibility of death threats. So don't do that. There goes my
0: last my last book.
1: I know well, I had to f- I couldn't tell you personally, so I had to find a way to fit it in so mm-hmm. that I could let you down mm-hmm. easily. Um,
0: yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: so, so yeah. in regards to unrealistic plot twists, April has a a slight comment on that, which I completely disagree with, so we can discuss briefly about why you think this falls under that that category and why I don't
0: (laughs) well it's more a case of I don't read a lot of bad books or watch a lot of bad movies because I think they're a waste of time so I couldn't immediately think of a bad plot twist so the only thing that came to mind was all the drivel that Disney and Marvel and Disney Marvel keeps making and I just
1: yeah it's yucky that's that's a bad example <laughs> I just...
0: that's why i didn't give an example <laughs> really i all didn't i didn't have much of one well what you made came, the note there's
1: there's nothing realistic about someone who can fly and grab choppers with their biceps but um
0: yeah but it's still just they're superheroes uh, predictable and
1: it's all uh, predictable it's just, no plot twists mm, 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 mm. their um, plot twists
0: are predictable well some of them. They've they've caught me off guard before, especially early on.
1: You but know, now it's just in, like, oh this
0: person's gonna be this. Oh yeah, look. That person's gonna be that oh yeah look they did.
1: Well Thor uh Ragnarok was it? Ring Ragn- Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Uh him letting them destroy uh <gasps> what's his place called? I don't even know what his kingdom is called. Um <laughs> some fan I am. He let him destroy his home, home world, his his glory place in the sky, and they all left. Yeah, yeah. So, is it Asgard?
0: They—that's what I was thinking. Yeah, Asgard. Asgard.
1: I was like, no, that's Lord of the Rings. Oh my gosh, no! I sound like such a failure of a nerd. (laughs) Um, Uh, I know.
0: (laughs) So Asgard is like Lord of the Rings ish too.
1: I remember it is Asgard because the Jeff Goldblum character joked about Asgard and what it sounds like.
0: Oh, That's what it is. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: Naughty Jeff Goldblum. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, (laughs) with that fine line to walk on good and bad plot twists, how do you come up with a good plot twist? And I'm not just... Asking my empty room, I'm asking you, April, how do you come up with a good plot twist?
0: How do I do it? Well, I am pretty brilliant, you know
1: you are you're more brilliant <laughs> than my empty room. trust me
0: that's something I'll take it
1: <laughs> my my empty room is quite paciliquent
0: yeah i was yeah i was I was trying to think of a way to work that in, and you just beat me to it. Well, Naturally. I'll try not to be prolix and give you a, an answer.
1: Cheety, cheat. Cheat, um, cheat,
0: cheat, cheat. I know, I know. <laughs> what a cheat. <laughs> I think I think an effective way to get good plot twists is to just throw out random ideas. Even if you think it's crazy, it might really take and you might realize that's the most brilliant thing I've ever thought of. And of course with with you and I, we have the benefit of being able to throw things back and forth. So if I'm just on my own, I think I've done that on my own too, though. Um, Sometimes I write things down too, like, what if crazy, crazy, like words and crazy random stuff. Um, But that was when we were doing our um, plotting episode last week, we just got to a point where we started throwing crazy ideas out, uh, no matter how crazy they might be to see if we would get anything. And I don't think we did that time, but that doesn't mean that it's broken. (laughs)
1: No, it it helped us. It helped us uh, formulate content, though, because we were like, how about this? No. How about this? No. You know what that reminds me of, though, is maybe this instead. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. So it does help you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Even if you don't use the exact idea that you throw out there, there might be that idea might be connected to something else like okay maybe this person isn't going to join a dog sled team and win this great trophy but maybe they have a dog because that could be interesting you might be able to just take things and granted having a dog isn't really a plot twist but yeah. that's
1: <laughs> or maybe they do they do sign up for for some kind of competition not a dog sledding competition or maybe their cousin is, is a dog sledding com- uh, competitor and, and they won. And <laughs> I going to say,
0: maybe their cousin is a dog. I'm like, well, that
1: would be unexpected. <laughs> Remember, not the unbelievable. <laughs> Remember right, the alien what thing we were talking do. about? That's not what we're...
0: My cousin's a dog.
1: And wow. my cousin's <laughs> Yes, That's not a very good plot twisty. thing.
0: No, but we'll give you one real example that that we do know of where uh, two writers were, were working on their plotting and they were trying to come up with something. They were at that point in the book, as, as we often find ourselves, us writers, that, um, like, then what? You know, what can we do to give this ending a good bam? You know, something unexpected. And one of them just threw out randomly something like, Well, how about how about the main character goes to Haiti and becomes a a missionary or something like that? And then they're like, yeah, actually, that that could work. And it ended up getting incorporated into the story, even though I don't think it was even meant as a serious suggestion. Um,
1: Even even though what?
0: I don't think it was meant as a serious suggestion.
1: Yeah, just like the dog sledding thing. And now I'm thinking that's probably where our next book is going to be headed.
0: I know. See? Yeah. Just be random. Don't sit there and yeah. think too long. Don't just stay in your head. Get crazy and write things down or shout things out. Get somebody to go back and forth with you. Even if they don't know about writing, they might be able to just, you know, just throw Just shout crazy out random
1: words.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, like pull up a random word generator. Yes. <laughs> you keep using that word. <laughs> Stop it. That's why you owe me two pairs of socks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm just laconic. I I guess I don't speak as much as you, so I'm not using mm. it as
1: much. <laughs> mm. Uh yeah, and anyway. and also yeah, remember that plot twists aren't just throwing something in with no warning at all cuz you if if something big is going to happen if there's some big change, some big plot twist, you have to give some kind of some kind of subtle warning that it will happen. You can't mention mm-hmm. this giant key to get into the the treasure chest at the end of the book without mentioning uh, maybe the existence of a key or hinting to the existence of a key in early mm-hmm. on, in the early stages. Don't just go through this whole book at the very end be like oh hey there's a key to this and they're like there's a key all along there was a key what are you talking about yeah right here see
0: yeah you've never told me about this and and that's um i've heard that some agatha christie books kind of do that i i haven't personally read her books i've seen some of the uh, movies and tv shows and stuff And, and they're usually interesting but i have heard that some of her books um there would just be no hint at all of anything and then you get to the end and it's like okay whoever's the the least likely person to have done this in any way and there was no suggestion at all that they would have done it, that's the person who did it. And I don't, I don't think, I mean, I think Agatha Christie was a good writer and, you know, not to, not to knock her writing because, like I said, I, I haven't read her books. Was she but, the one who
1: wrote uh, Murder on Orient Express? Yes. See, now that's a good example and a bad example of good plot twist. Uh, so this will be, definitely be a spoiler. Um, mm mm-hmm. You are so focused with a microscope looking for the killer that you don't step back and see the big picture. And mm-hmm. I, I like that story, but it also seems a little too convenient. But it all, I also really like it. So I can't dis- I have like a mm-hmm. love hate relationship with it.
0: Right? Yeah.
1: <clears throat> but and- so that could be something that was like a little bit unrealistic or a little too convenient at the end. But I think, yeah. When, when you're, was it Perot? Was that his name? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, When he's trying to figure it out and you're with him trying to figure it out, she does give the warnings and you do kind of have that information. So she's not really cheating and, and just kind of pulling that out. And I'm, I'm sure you weren't meaning that one as your example of, Mm -hmm. of what you were talking about. It just reminded me of that movie and that book. Um mm-hmm. and so i i do i do like it but yeah. it also seems it's also on the verge of being a little too convenient but it is a very good yes. plot twist just to yeah. so say, like, wow on, i yeah yeah i didn't see that coming at all
0: right right no uh, I, I agree on both accounts that mm-hmm. it's a little far fetched maybe but also like whoa and you do accept it not to mention that part of the the theme there is not just who done it But the moral dilemma that then arises on Perot's part as to what he's going to do when he finds out the motive behind why it was done. That makes that story really interesting, too, and takes it from just uh, this murder mystery to kind of an emotional moral dilemma. I I don't know. That's a bit of a rabbit trail, but.
1: (laughs) Right. Right. Um, Far-fetched. Speaking of Far-fetched, we were just talking about the book by Nicholas Sparks, Safe Haven just another spoiler if you haven't read it or seen the movie it's a really great uh really great movie i just got the book in the mail i'm super excited to read it but uh that ending is a a little bit like weird you're just like okay um her -hmm. best friend from in this book well maybe well i think she kind of becomes her best friend ends up being uh her, her the the guy she falls in love with dead wife <laughs> and mm-hmm. bob has <laughs> grace has bob's dead wife's heart um <laughs> and and you're just like uh okay um mm-hmm. that's that's interesting and that's another one where it's just like oh okay I guess I can accept that but it just seems a little far fetched but still I love the movie and the book
0: yeah yeah I think that that plot Um, requires a little bit of suspension of disbelief where you accept it because like, okay, I feel like in the real world, maybe that wouldn't happen. Um, Or maybe, you know, it could and different people define whether they believe in angels and whether you turn into an angel when you die and all of that, you know, that's going to come into play. But if you're reading Nicholas Sparks, then chances are you like that kind of feel good, maybe slightly sappy story And you're going, you know, I think he knew his audience maybe enough to feel like he could get away with it. Yeah. And for some people, I could see them, especially seeing the movie, not being familiar with with his stories. Just like, oh, well, that was dumb. (laughs) Yeah. And I've heard the same about, um, have you seen The Book of Eli with Denzel Washington?
1: No, I haven't.
0: Well, I that one I've, I've seen people complain about it too because it kind of comes down to whether or not you want to accept it i guess like oh uh, <laughs> like for me as a christian i liked the twist but people i think who aren't are gonna find it far-fetched and think oh wow after all of that that's what that was or that's how that was well with
1: the title of the book of eli you'd I don't know if how far-fetched the end is, and I don't, I don't know if I'll ever watch the movie or not, but I guess when you say The Book of Eli, it's like, oh, it sounds like a Bible kind of movie, so yeah, I, yeah. I would expect well, like, something weird.
0: Yeah, it's like post-apocalyptic, and so I think maybe people were expecting more of a typical post-apocalypse story, which it was, and you know it follows this guy who has a copy of um, the Bible. And Mm. everybody's trying to get it because they hear that it has this great power and he has to guard it. And he like fights people off and does all these crazy things. And um, you get to the end of the story and the bad guy finally gets his hands on the Bible. If I remember right. And he opens it up and it's in Braille and you realize that Eli is blind and he's been doing this crazy stuff, fighting off these guys and stuff and it was because the hand of God was with him. So some people are like, oh, yeah, just, uh, you know, all this stuff he was doing because he had divine help and it's super unrealistic that he would be able to do that. And it's like, well, no, if God was helping him, maybe that maybe, you know, that's, that's cool. whether or not God would help you beat these people up. I don't know. I guess if you need to. He did it in the Old Testament with David. I know it is. It is an interesting story. So now that I've spoiled it for you, you can go yeah, watch you it.
1: Spoiled it. It's after I, I actually watch it, think knowing would... that he's blind.
0: I know. I'm sorry. You said you'd probably never watch it, and I figured you probably never would. So,
1: <clears throat> Probably not. Um, That's it's... just like uh, The the Sixth Sense. Another spoiler. Uh, mm-hmm. Where Have you seen that one? You saw it a long time ago.
0: Yeah, I don't remember anything about it.
1: Yeah, it's. It, I can't remember who it was. Someone in my family hadn't seen it, and the other person, we're talking about Sixth Sense, and she's like, Yeah, I was so surprised that Bruce Willis was dead. And it spoils the whole thing because you can't watch this movie knowing that he's dead. He's this kind of—I think he's this like kid psychiatrist, and he talks mm-hmm. to Haley Joel Osmond. Um, and he tell- the kid tells him all about how he sees dead people. It's all about how he sees these creepy dead people. It's a creepy movie. I haven't seen it since. Um, but the plot twist is that Bruce Willis is himself. A dead person mm. and that he's one of the only pe- per- people that Haley uh, the kid decides to, it starts actually talking to and then through him he decides maybe he can talk to the other ghosts and help them and mm. it's actually a creepy movie and I'm talking about it I'm like oh I don't <laughs> want to watch them. it it's so creepy now I'm scared but that was a really good movie I mean it, it had all this stuff it wasn't unbelievable because you're talking about dead people anyway, and the kid's seeing dead people, so it's well mm-hmm. within the material that it was working with anyway. And then he mm-hmm. ends up being a dead pe- person. And that's yeah. a movie, though, not a book, but even still.
0: Yeah, well, I'm sure there's a book about that
1: movie. So, M. <laughs> Night Shyamalan has some weird plot twists, and some of them work, and some of them are like, mm, yeah, nah.
0: Yeah. And then he just
1: makes, you know, the avatar and ruins everything. I was g- <laughs> but let's not talk about <laughs>
0: <laughs> When I was looking for bad plot twists, I was looking at my movies and I came across that one because, you know, I have it because I have this cheesy, like, affection for it. <laughs> and I was like, Ugh. well, it's a bad movie, but I can't think of bad plot twists in it.
1: <laughs> yeah. What's um? What's some more examples that you can think of that are good or bad plot twists
0: good or bad plot twists well i mean we've talked a bit we we managed to pull out a few maybe bad maybe good plot twists um um the, the speaking of plot twists though i mean what about lost like i think that was a terrible plot twist but a lot That's of people thought stupid. it was brilliant
1: that was so dumb
0: I I know. I didn't
1: watch Lost, but it's stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it just, I was thinking about that. The person or people maybe end up being dead. To me that, I think the sixth sense gets away with it. But it often makes me feel like I wasted my time because it feels like a hopeless story. Like it ends and you're like, oh, so I just got invested in in these dead people. Yeah, they... Uh go ahead it's just not as satisfying for me there was another movie with um Anne Hathaway what was that called um I don't know share your thoughts and I'll look it up
1: (laughs) um (laughs) yeah I didn't actually watch lost my sister and my mom did and they Mm -hmm. were obsessed with it so I knew what was going on uh, in the movie and stuff and it's like these people are stranded on an island they're trying to get off and weird stuff happens and all this stuff and then it just turns out that they're all dead, and it's like, that's just a wild ride from beginning to end, and y- you get invested on wanting to see these people get off this island, mm-hmm. and and they cheated them out of that, that need, you right, know? Right,
0: yeah.
1: And it's just like, nope, surprise, you're dead. Yeah. And it's like, wow, well, I'm so glad I didn't waste all my time watching <laughs> that whole series because that would have been a sad waste of time.
0: Right, exactly. And I didn't watch all of it, but it was the same kind of situation. My family was really obsessed with it. And I would I would get caught up into it here and there. I knew at least who the characters were and kind of generally what was going on. But I didn't get as into it because I was, like, working during the time that they would usually watch. So I did mm. see the last episode, though, and it was just like, Huh. Okay.
1: Well, and another another really bad plot twist, Um, and this is this is another spoiler for How I Met Your Mother. I I haven't seen all of the episodes. I've only seen like five total episodes of How I Met Your Mother. But I do know how it ends. This dude Ted Ted something rather. It's not Ted Mosby, is it? No, Ted. I don't know. Um, This guy Ted. Sits his kids down and tells them, over the expanse of who knows how many seasons, the story of how he met your, their mother. And it's like, okay, how long is this going to take? And then at the very end, finally, you finally see how he meets the the, the woman and there's a total disconnect. He, he runs out uh, in the rain or I don't even remember... And meets this random woman that he met one time, I think, in the whole series. Hmm. I'm really going off of memory here. I looked it up <laughs> once and read all about it and even saw the, the stuff. But I don't rem- yeah. recall it completely. So don't, you know, email us and <laughs> yell at me for getting it wrong. But either way, all I, all I know is that everyone was completely mm-hmm. cheated out of it. And the reason they they, they think it was fine was the kids said, Dad, you spent this whole time telling us about how you met our mother. And it was really a story about how you love Aunt Robin so much, so you should go marry her instead. (laughs) And it was like, wow, really? So that was kind of a way, a cheaty way, because In the beginning, you know, he refers to her as Aunt Robin, you know, he loves her and stuff. So it's like, well, obviously, that's not how, that's not our mother. Mm -hmm. And then in the end, it is. Oh, yeah, he just, it it was just. Yeah. Yeah. mm, mm. Glad I didn't waste my time watching that.
0: Yeah, I didn't watch that one either, which you could probably tell with me, my silence. Um, mm, Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. um, Before you give me your bad example. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let's cut in with a good example. (laughs) All right. Um, Hunger Games, lots of spoilers here, so mute us now for the next like three minutes. Mm-hmm. Hunger Games is chock full of really good plot twists that you were not expecting right off the bat. I wasn't expecting Primrose to get picked because I knew Katniss was in the Hunger Games, so it's like obviously Katniss is gonna get picked, but then Prim gets picked and you're like, what? What the heck? Mm -hmm. And and Katniss volunteers. Maybe that's not so big of a plot twist, but it was like right off the bat, you're surprised. Mm -hmm. And, um, I thought that Gale was gonna get picked. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. No, I didn't. No, I think, I kind of think I did. But anyway, um, you don't expect prim to be chosen Mm -hmm. and then the whole book is building up to katniss killing snow it's katniss against snow and um there is subtle warning about coin you don't like her right off the bat there's just something not right and you're not fully for coin um Mm -hmm. but in the end when katniss gets to kill snow finally at the 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 uh what is that? I almost the, said at The ceremony. The execution, basically. <laughs> the execution, yeah. Right. The execution, she lifts her bow and kills coin. And that's such a beautiful, wonderful, awesome, pivotal plot twist mm-hmm. that towards the end, you're you're just really hoping she does it too.
0: hmm
1: But I think it also constitutes as, as an actual plot twist because... He didn't yeah. really see it coming.
0: Yeah, I think that there are probably people on both sides of, oh, I totally saw that coming. I didn't see it coming. And then there are those who, as the scene is progressing, at first you think one thing's going to happen. And then you're like, wait a minute, I bet she's going to shoot coin. Right. But it, it was, it, I do, I love that plot twist. Yes.
1: And also, uh, Peta. you know, he's captured and he gets brainwashed and you don't, I didn't expect that. They mm-hmm. rescue him, and then he tries to kill Katniss, and you're like, "What on earth is yeah. going on right now?"
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: another great twist to that story—you're thinking and hoping that he's going to turn back into himself somehow again, but instead, he's—he stays that way. He—he he kind of relearns everything, but he is never like snaps out of it completely. He just continues mm-hmm. on with life and learns how to um, distinguish between real and not real and uh i liked that plot yeah i like that plot twist too i really love that series and i actually did read the books by the way so that's legitimate
0: (laughs) right we can say (laughs) legitimate stuff about that yeah one thing i will say for suzanne collins she was daring in her writing she would take things in crazy unexpected directions um sometimes to the ire of her readers and sometimes to our joy so I'll, yes. I'll certainly give her that. <laughs> um, the other movie I was thinking of, just really quick, it's, it's not a super well-known movie, probably not even that highly regarded because it's not a very good movie. At least I thought not. Um, is The Passengers, or just Passengers. It's not The, just Passengers, uh, with Anne Hathaway and um, uh, Patrick Wilson. And it, it's a little bit like Lost... And maybe they were trying, it was during that era, and they were trying to be cool, like Lost, because it it follows, like, the story, Anne Hathaway is a grief counselor. And she's working with these survivors of a plane crash, and all of them kind of coping with this crash that happened. And, um, for one thing, it's kind of a sluggish, really weird, surreal kind of story. Um, Which, if you like that kind of movie, then I guess that's okay. But then, you know, spoiler, spoiler. She ends up being dead. They're all dead. They're just all dead. <laughs> and,
1: and they're she all of, dead. They're dead, Jim. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and they all, they, uh, like the two characters, it's like they fall in love, um, the two lead characters. And then in the end, they like sail off into some weird looking ocean in a boat. And it's like, well, that's depressing. And it was the type of movie that you watch and you finish and you feel like you wasted your time. Like, I don't think yeah. I saw the plot twist coming. But I felt cheated by it. And maybe yeah. I did because it was, there were weird things that, you know, it was hinted at. So they set it up, but I really just was like, well, that's not at all satisfying. I want to go watch something that makes me happy. And, you know, if you want a depressing movie, then I guess maybe that's all right. But it just it was trying too hard to be something like Lost and, and all of that stuff and really not all that memorable. I mean, obviously I remembered it, but I had to go look it up and remind myself.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, your time is precious and you don't want to waste away your life watching really bad movies or reading really terrible books like that, that one with the, the what it was the lumberjacks and the donuts and the guy and the girl with the threadbare underwear. And it was just like, wow, this is terrible. I just need to throw this away. <laughs> But, I love how
0: that book sounds just based on your <laughs> description—the lumberjack and the donuts and the girl with the threadbare underwear. It's like whoa! And this was a Christian book.
1: That was a Christian romance, <laughs> um, but that has nothing to do with bad plot twists or anything. It was just not a. Yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah. Um, moving into kind of the same, but a little bit not. Um. Knowing when not to kill your darlings, mm-hmm. uh, William Faulkner said, in writing, you must kill your darlings. Well, not all the time. I think that it's it can be a boring plot twist where somebody's like, well, then we'll have this person die. That's super daring and I'm super brave to kill them off. Mm-hmm. Or if you just create a character simply for the shock factor of dying, this character has no point except to die. Don't do that. Don't do that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And But then also, please don't make a character so awesome and so wonderful and then kill them off and rip that out. You know, you have to have that balance. You have to know when is a good time and when is a really bad time to murder off your character.
0: <laughs> so back so to the it... Hunger Games. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> yeah. So is it is it wasteful of a really good character to kill them off or is it actually a good plot twist? In in Hunger Games, back to Hunger Games, like April said, uh, she liked to kill off people. I mean, it's the Hunger Games. A lot of people die. Um, but and in the end, a lot of people die. But in a realistic way, they're in a war. And sadly, very very sadly, when you're In a war like that, people do sometimes drop left and right. And it's very sad, very heartbreaking, especially if you've actually watched a war movie, especially a realistic war movie, like one on D-Day, about D-Day or something. It happens. So them getting mad at her for having it happen, it's like, well, look, they're in a war. This is completely realistic for very good people to die because that's what happens in real life. Mm Mm-hmm. That being said, I kind of think that Fennec's death was, uh, it was a, maybe a little bit unfair.
0: <laughs>
1: it was uncalled and for. She, she could have taken the, the secret pass of the, he secretly survives and he shows up at the end. I think that people use that too often. I'm one of them. I like to pretend to kill them and then have them be alive. Mm-hmm. But you have to be careful about using that one too. Mm-hmm. But I think that could have been a good situation where she could have had him be alive secretly because I think it was a mistake to kill Finnick. But I also accept it because it was realistic.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I'm kind of the the same. It's like, whoa, okay, you're you're killing everybody really and then um Finnick was, you know, a fan favorite and then she kills him off And, and I I have to say I am kind of proud of her for doing that. But I do think Yeah when you don't take something to the point where you just enrage your fans. And obviously she didn't because a lot of people still love the Hunger Games. I mean, there were probably some who just put the book down at that moment and are like, that's it. I'm not reading another word. But, but yeah. No need for such extremes. Well, I mean,
1: it's good enough. I mean, you can't not, you can't not still love it. But oh, yeah. I, even I'm secretly just like, yeah, I, I, I'm not speaking to you about that, but I still love your work. <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah, no. She maybe did take it a little too far because I think you always have to walk that line between giving your readers what they want and being daring and realistic and unexpected.
1: And, and a, you know, she she killed Prim. Mm-hmm. That you know, we already said everyone's spoilers. Um, she killed Prim. She could have at least given us Finnick. You know,
0: <laughs> right? Yeah. And,
1: and, and I did like that she killed Prim I'd sorry Prim but I liked that nothing
0: against Prim but it did I think that was it served a purpose for the plot and it was a well placed and painful death and I'm sure that it wasn't easy for her to kill those characters because they are your darlings you don't want to Yes. usually you don't want to lose them unless for whatever reason you really don't like I've never liked Finnick anyway time to go Finnick <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know there are those people where you're just like I don't like this character very much, and everyone's like, "This is my favorite <laughs> character," and you're like, "Really? Oh, mm-hmm.
0: yeah." I that's do that true. with
1: um w- with my Star Wars book. I, w- I would ask, "Who's your favorite character?" And like Nick, uh, my brother Nick loves Solea's character. And I was like, "Really? Yeah." <laughs> <like Solea? laughs> They're
0: like, oh. "Why
1: would you like Sol? Why would you like Solea? She's, She's based off of April." Soul. Oh, great. I, you know, I invented her. <laughs> I know.
0: Because she's like... You, you are, are the, the
1: essence of Solea. <laughs> yes. Um, tell us about your one of your most hated... Maybe oh, okay. not most hated, but the mo- one that you're most angry about in recent years.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So, spoilers for Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. I didn't mind... In episode seven, spoiler alert, that they killed Han Solo. That felt like you saw it coming, and you kind of you accepted just it. Knew it was. You, you're like, okay, yeah, you know, this is Harrison Ford is only in this movie to get his money and then get killed and, and leave, and you have to see whatever how evil, nerdy Kylo Ren is or something. But in in episode eight, you're like, okay, finally, we're gonna see Luke training ray and awesome 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 and then he's just like first of all oh my goodness i'm not i'm not going to talk about his character and how they completely destroyed him just
1: have a whole episode about how they ruined luke skywalker (laughs) yes
0: so we'll just focus on his death it was it, it it was premature i'm okay disgusting i'm okay with them killing luke but it should have happened in the next episode, he didn't have enough time to be the awesome potential. Like, we had this whole series about him. And he was, you know, you want to see him as that older, wiser Jedi. And then you barely right. get that. And he doesn't even come through until the very end when he sort of shows up to Ugh. fight the battle but doesn't really. And it turns out he's just projecting himself through the Force. And then yeah. he does that and then just blah. It's like, what? He, he just turns into force dust and goes away. That's not, this is not how Luke should die. That that feels more like he really did give up and he really was just like, oh, who needs this? And they're, it's like they're trying to do this whole, oh, the old way is no longer. Now here's this new way. And they're, yeah. they are just, mm, it's not a happy thing. They're trying
1: they're... <laughs> Yeah. Well, see now I did not like that they killed Luke. I think he needed more time. I agree with you on that. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't like that he was force projecting himself in the battle Mm -hmm. uh, for that epic battle. Now we're going to get a little bit, but whatever. For that epic battle against him against Kylo, I mean, I think he should have been in person. But with that being said, if they had let him die uh, that way in the next movie, I think I could have been fine with it because, because he performed a daunting feat of projecting himself who knows how many hundreds of thousands of light years across the galaxy mm-hmm. to Kylo Ren and f- putting up this big fight in a force projection. I mean, these guys only show up here and there and yonder just to hang out for a few minutes and then leave. I don't mm-hmm. know how, how taxing that would be. And they're, they're dead. I don't know how taxing that would be in, in while you're living. Mm-hmm. And then he, he, Becomes one with the Force because he maybe he feels fulfilled, though I don't know why, because he just put on a show and let them escape. But (laughs) if they let him die because he had completed this very big feat somehow, some Mm -hmm. kind of big feat, and it took his life away from him, but he also felt at peace because he had completed something. And then he drifted off into the sunset because I did like that poignancy between the you know the sunset on tatooine and in the suns. sure 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 that was a yeah. little bit of cinematic art mm-hmm. if they did that at the very end of the next episode i think i could live with that but no they they were they were trash garbage terrible liar uglies <laughs> to do this to us and i will never forgive them i will never forgive Mm-mm. disney and i will never f- forgive uh ryan johnson oh my goodness mm-hmm. i will never forgive you mm-hmm. ever Let's- J.J. Abrams, please come take over the next episode and try <laughs> try to salvage
0: try. it. Yeah, it's just uh, those Star Wars movies alienated their entire fan base. That's... Mm, yeah. It's just... Yeah, what but- they did was
1: created a new generation of fans who don't know any better.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: That's it. The, when pe- I hear people say in, like, the Walmart checkout. Have you seen the new Star Wars? That's so good. <laughs> it's like, who? No. No. Who are you, madam? <laughs> I say. <laughs> I do say. I'm going to take my rutabaga into the next lane, if you don't mind, because I don't want to be around that kind of talk.
0: Um, yes, well... <laughs> I think that we we had a good rant about that. The, maybe Yeah, maybe yeah I, I won't even system. get into
1: the Princess Leia shock death and everything because that was stupid. The, the fake death? The fake, yeah, the fake shock death. The purely for the shock, killing her and then having her not be dead. That was useless and stupid. Mm-hmm. Let's get into our, our happy springtime haiku. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: let us. Now, haiku <laughs> are beautiful because they're so pisciliquant.
1: So let's get to that. You're tied with me. Tied. That's a good
0: place to leave it. But you won't. I know you won't. We'll see.
1: We'll (laughs) see. Okay, so this is a new month. It is the month of April.
0: Yes, it's my month.
1: The month of me. I hope you guys played a lot of good April Fool's Day tricks. And if not, well, there's always next year. Um, so for this month, we decided to be a little cliche. We did not do the unexpected <laughs> because we were really excited about about spring and talking about spring and writing about spring. So our haiku for the month has to do with spring, springy, springy, spring things. Yes. So April, take it away.
0: All right. My haiku for the month, or for the week, <laughs> not for the month. I've got to write more of these. <laughs> Here it is. Melted snow puddles. Forgotten until spring thaw, a child's toy boat floats.
1: Cozy. It's
0: based on a true story, and then,
1: too. Yeah, it's based on your your little, little life. <laughs> um, this one's based on my life, too. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Soft rain gently falls right outside her windowpane. Content, she gazes.
0: It's very cozy.
1: I like to sit on the couch and stare out the window when it's raining, that's it.
0: Mm. (laughs) There is something so comforting about a spring rain.
1: Oh, I agree. Rain and tea. (sighs) Oh, yes. So cozy. Speaking of tea, next week... We are going to have a little bit of a tea party because it is the 10th episode and we have to do something interesting every five episodes to break up the monotony of all of our boring episodes, right? So, uh...
0: Right. All the seriousness. Yeah. Yeah. Ranting about people dying.
1: Exactly. So next week we're going to have tea. We are literally going to drink and slurp and crunch on tea biscuits in your ears (laughs) Maybe it could be like an Asmir thing, you know, where people are like Asmire. Anyway, we're going to do that, and we're going to do something a little bit silly and a little bit crazy, and hopefully you'll like it. And if not, I, please don't, you know, uh, call the hospital on us and tell them we need to be in a padded cell. I promise you, we're saying we're just silly, okay? But you need to That's join right. us for That's that. Right. And bring some tea. You should join us. Yes. That's right. All are welcome with their tea and biscuits. Yes. Sunday next. Sunday afternoon tea, I say. Except we post the videos at 9 a.m. If you live in Pacific Standard Time, so it'll be morning tea. But, you know, East Coast afternoon tea. Well, get
0: your breakfast tea. Get your noon tea. Whatever time with of some day it, it is. cozy tea. We'll see you next week for tea.
1: Yes. We invite you to tea and bid you for now... A very warm good (laughs) night.